0: Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 303, and I'm here with Lucy.
1: Hello. I'm now a standing desk (laughs) wanker.
0: You're so tall, so high.
1: Well, five foot six is not tall, but thank you.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're here with Adam, Hey! Who's in a waiting room?
2: Yes, I'm in a waiting room. No, I'm in Plymouth and I am in uh, a living room. But, uh... just to make sure, that I'm just sitting beside a router, so I'm not exactly planned for, you know, exciting
0: background. Just be on top of it, just to make sure that we've got the internet. Um, yeah, it's, and we, it's actually in my butt.
2: <laughs> mm,
0: yummy. Uh, and we're joined <laughs> this week uh, by special guest Tom Mayer. Hey man, how you doing?
3: All good, thanks for having me again.
0: No, good man, good, it's uh, good to get you back on. Um, let's let's kick into some beers, as we always do. Tom, as I guess, why don't you kick us off, what are you going to be drinking uh, this evening?
3: So, I have Crunch by Hamilton, but the alcohol-free version. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, I spotted it the other day and I was like, okay, interesting, see what that tastes like. So far, so good.
1: Yeah? Oh, I cracked it open already.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, Sorry, I still <laughs> yeah. I don't blame it you. <laughs> it's, I think it's got to be like drink drinking water, person. right? So, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're better. on
2: beer five of six
0: of a six pack, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of those that you just nail all afternoon. Just keep going and going and going. Um, yeah. Lucy, Wanted to seem sensible. Yeah, fair. Lucy, what are you drinking? Mm.
1: Not quite going as low as alcohol-free, but um, I am starting with something low, um, because my stomach was not the greatest over the weekend. I think I had norovirus, which I think kicked in when we last uh, recorded. So you've had that weird
0: week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But all good now, but I am starting with a 2.2%. Beer from Birmingham Brewing Company and it is Understated Brummy. Okay. Um, it says Trio of Dry Hop, Centennial, Chinook, and Mosaic. Uh, big, bold, tropical fruit flavours belie the Understated Brummies. So, table beer, I guess. Nice. Um, yeah, hopefully it's going to have a lot of flavour though.
0: Cool. Uh, Adam, what have you got?
2: I'm drinking the uh another Canadian beer. This is um from Collective Arts. Uh Oh it's not Canadian, is it? Yeah. yeah. Wait, where's Collective Arts again? Why am yep. I blanking <laughs> on yeah, Canadian? Yeah, yeah where's the Hamilton, right? I think something like that. Anyway, Canada Canada's I got not very big, is it. it's just somewhere there. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's in Hamilton, Ontario. I just got distracted by the word Denmark, who because the art was made by a, a Dane, apparently. Okay, and it's called Jam Up the Mash. It's a dry hopped sour. It's five point two percent, and it's a it's a um, looks like it's a collab with Five Hundred Pixels, which is like an on like what if Flickr and Instagram had a a pretentious photography baby. Um I mean they they try and be like the like a social network for um for photographers and I okay. spent, you know an afternoon on it i was like, I don't think this is for me. Um but yeah, anyway. Um it has Fix Secret, Citra and Mosaic in it, and uh the refund is returnable where applicable.
0: Oh, fair enough. Um, I'm going to be drinking a, a new brewery for me this week. Uh, Triple Point Brewing. I'm drinking Absolute, which is a Helle's. Um It's 5.1%. Uh, Triple Point are from Sheffield. But they've got a little bit of flavour text. Big brother of our Hellas Lager. The same refreshing, clean, Bavarian style brew, just bigger. Hops are Admiral, uh, Mittelfrau, and Cryo Amarillo. That is pretty much everything they put on there. It's gluten-free, it's vegan. There you go. Best before is not for months. Great. Perfect. I'll open this and we'll roll back around to, uh, to you, Tom. Do you drink many alcohol-free beers, or is this kind of... Oh, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in- I won't
3: anymore. No. Frank language like that. <laughs>
0: Oh no, beer. I think
1: his question was, do you usually drink alcohol- non-alcoholic beers? <laughs> Whilst he sorts himself out.
3: <laughs> I mean, it could, have been, it could have been worse, it could have been this stout, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: true.
0: It could have gone all over my keyboard or something as well, but at least it's just oh me gosh. crotch yeah. in the floor.
3: Or like a yeah. triple berry, triple barrel sour or something
0: like that. Yeah, one of those really red ones. Um yes. I'll sort this out, but yeah, do, do you drink alcohol-free <laughs> beers much? I admit I've only
3: really started since we we had alcohol-free brands at our festivals. Um, mm-hmm. It was more that kind of like the the intrigue, as funny enough, everyone has when they come to the festivals. Like alcohol-free, I need to see what this what this tastes like. Yeah, um, and you know we've we've been working with brands for the last two or three years now. And it's just been amazing to see how many amazing ones there are out there now. Um, I mean, th- this I didn't even know existed until I accidentally stumbled across it. Mm. But, you know, brands like, um, Big Drop. Yeah. Uh, who have a range of different styles. You know, I remember when they first started, they weren't, they weren't probably the best beers you could get, but the, they've really, they've really got a lot better. Um, there's, there's one that I always go for. I can never remember the name of it, but it has Meyer in it. It being my last name, it's like <laughs> just homing on that one. Yep, this is amazing. <laughs> it's got some part of my name on it. Yep, it's great. Um, and then uh, Lucky Saint as well for lagers. You know, for me, it's probably the closest you're going to get to a to a normal lager, um, alcohol free. So yeah, we we just since working with those kind of brands, I've just been trying them at the festivals. Mm. And yeah, obviously, well, especially well. if you're if you're working the festivals, it helps to start off with uh, those kind of beers mm. and. It's also good because everyone wants you to try their beer, obviously, when they, they see you. So you're like, oh, sorry, I've, I've really got one. And it's alcohol-free, so you can kind of <laughs> just go walk around with that for a little bit.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah,
1: uh, 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 cool. I, was, I was just going to say that's really encouraging because I, I can't remember, remember if you spoke about this when you were last on the podcast, but uh, when I was at the Beer Central Festival, um, the Big Drop guys just handed us you know their beers. And I had no idea it was like alcohol-free. Um, and that was yeah. probably, gosh, what, three, maybe four years ago now. And it's like, if they've got even better from, from there, I, I, I really want to try them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were really there's a, good. Mm-hmm.
3: There's a kind of funny thing they do there as well, where sometimes they can see people already know it's alcohol-free, mm-hmm. so they have to
1: mm-hmm.
3: almost do the encouragement of, like, you no, know, it's not going to taste bad and, like, talk through <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> or there's people that just come up, expecting to get a sample and then they have the sample and they try it they go oh yeah it's really good and then they do the drop the bomb and be like mm. it's alcohol free
1: yeah, yeah that was exactly my experience i was like what Excuse
0: me? <laughs> nice nice um how is the how is the crunch is it is it similar to the non alcohol free the non you know alcohol mean, the free alcohol, <laughs> yeah the non <non-alcohol, laughs> alcohol the alcohol the alcohol beer
1: i like the non alcohol <laughs> free yeah Nav <laughs>
2: Yes.
3: Um I mean apart from losing a little bit of the the mouth feel, probably a bit bit of the thickness. I mean it's still got lactose in it, so it's still mm. as as crunch does, so it's still kind of um is thicker. So yeah, there's just that slight difference. Slight difference in carbonation as well, but I mean it tastes exactly like, like the original, so it's um yeah, peanut butter. So you get like a really nice sweet nuttiness to it. And then like a bit of the uh, biscuit comes through. Um and then also, yeah, it's got kind of a sweet lactose finish. So yeah, just just the mouthfeel really that's a little bit different. But apart from that, yeah, could quite easily you could serve that to someone they'd have no idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, Good.
1: I I guess when you, you know, got a stout a little easier to hide behind I guess like the sweetness or Rather than like you know just a pale ale or something that's alcohol
3: free. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I consider considering it. how how mm-hmm. high in value uh, alcohol volume some of the stouts are, and you know ones that are crazy flavors as well. You know marshmallows, and treacle, oh. or whatever. You kind of think, well, surely, an alcohol version of that, alcohol free version of that, should be quite he- easy to hide. Behind those flavors, so you know you're still getting those flavors. Obviously, you're just not getting that massive alcohol here yeah. yeah, absolutely. Still, still serving a bit a purpose.
1: Good, good. I'm gonna to see from that one. Excellent. Really.
0: Um, taking, taking a, a, a small step up. Lucy, we'll come to you. Mm.
1: Yeah, Uh my straw-colored beer. Oh well, yeah. poured with a little head, but that pretty much dissipated really quickly. But um yeah, it's nice. It's it's a nice one to sup on. You don't compelled to just go into it and just down it all, because you know, even though it's a low percentage, it's it's still got a you know nice bit of flavour. Mm-hmm. It's it's certainly light. I mean, there's no getting away from that, and there isn't you know as much depth as you get from like I don't know even something that's five six percent. Yeah, you know, no getting away from that, but it's still a really pleasant beer. it's, it's got a nice uh, pineyness to it. Um, I think that and a bit of earthiness as well. Think it's probably the. It's a, it's a nice flavour. It's like like fresh hay, Ooh. which matches with its straw colours. Mm,
0: mm. Nice.
1: Having to drink it very gingerly because I don't want to dip my mic. <laughs> I don't want to do <laughs> my <course>. mic. <laughs> but um, yeah, certainly light, but um, yeah, it's, it's got it's got a, just a tiny bit of flavour. Which is just, you know, it, it lasts, it lingers, which is, is nice. So um, yeah, I, re- I really like it. It's I, I visited their um, tap room, their new tap room for the first time last week since they moved sites. Same industrial site that they run, but they, they've got a much bigger space. And yeah, it's really nice, really nice tap room, really nice space. And yeah, they had a few um, just low percentage ones. I think they had like a three percent pale, and that that was really juicy, really fruity. Really them so... Getting good at low-alcohol beers. Mm. I mean, they've always been that way, more inclined. They, they they seldom do stouts, really. You know, like big, imperial stouts. They do, you know, 4% stouts and stuff like that. But okay. It's always been in their wheelhouse, low-percent beers, you know, cast beers, so... Yeah, I'm not surprised that this is pretty decent.
0: Good, good. Um Adel, we'll come to you for the um, what was it? Uh, jam jam of the mash.
2: Hmm. Yeah, uh, it poured with a bit more head than it has now. Similar to Lucy's, though. It, it kind of almost looks like a pear, pear juice. Mm. Like it's, it's straw colored, but a little greener than yellow. Yeah. I guess. Um, but I think wow, it's got like lychee coming up the wazoo, uh, like that dry hop sour. Oh, it's got this lovely tropical um, lychee. Uh, it, like, honestly, smelling it, it reminds me of like I grew up having like tinned lychees um, as a regular thing in my household. And that it, you know, the syrup that tinned fruit mm-hmm. comes in, right? It's it, when you crack a tin of lychees, you get that hit of lychee and sweetness. And I'm getting that, except understated on the sweetness, but it's just a really lovely sort of. Um, I feel like it should be delicate, is mm-hmm. the word, but I don't quite think that's quite the word because it's not. I guess it's not fragile, but it's it's nuanced. It's not like in your face, but it, all I'm getting is that lychee. I guess is the thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's me. sorry. Hmm. <laughs> That'll be on the recording. <laughs> 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 it will be the only thing that gets picked up with this one.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> it's lovely. uh again tropical fruits um it's tart right off the bat and that's the thing that lingers but went right off the first touch you're getting most like that a burst of fruit um and the tart sort of now that my palate's getting a little more used to it um it's like again we're getting lychee we're getting um other tropical fruits it's not it's tart not sour in the sense of like i'm not like puckering my face we're getting this lovely tartness it's fading just on a bit of a leg from the fruit so it's lingering a little more and i'm left with almost a slightly pineapple flavor just because you have that hint of tart not sour Mm. you've got a bit of citrus um and and you've got uh that tropical layer um and there's a bit of sweetness coming through and also i think Well, on the finish, I'm noticing a little bit of wheatiness that's kind of adding a weird texture to the slightly drying out mouthfeel that it leaves with. But I'm actually surprised that the, like, the physical mouthfeel is not drying out at all. It's just that lingering tartness, and it's being now that I'm getting used to it, it's being offset by a bit of sweetness. And like I said, we're just giving pineapple vibes, which is interesting because mm. the, there's not a lot of pineapple in like the smell or the main taste. I think it's just because um, there's a bit of sweetness that's uh, working with that, uh, some more acidic tartness at the end after everything's faded. to sort of give, bring me sort of tropical, slightly sweet tart, okay, which is evoking pineapple. It's this is a I want to drink more of, so I'm grabbing it, a beer versus oh, it's drying my mouth out, so I have to drink.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And also because it has that big hit of fruit. And then sour, like I said, with that slight leg, it feels very thirst-quenching. It feels very much like my palate is being slaked. Um, it's not like, you know, it's midwinter. It might not be the right time, quote-unquote, to have a beer like this, but this is excellent. I'm really enjoying it. The sips are, like I said, it's 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 this. It's a burst of fruit but not an explosion. Like it's not a juice bomb. It's just like, oh, there's so much flavor going on. Oh, now it's a bit sour. It's, it's, a, it's an exciting beer. I will
0: say. Good. Nice. Yeah. Um I can't say the same for the um Triple Point Brewing uh, absolute hellers. It. It's not an exciting beer. But it is a good beer. It's a very Do you have like... any left? Sorry? <laughs> do, you,
1: do you have any left? Yes, yes. Oh, there's there's please. there's some
0: there's some left. Um <laughs> it's it's not an exciting beer, but it's a very solid beer. It is absolutely Hellas has got a little bit of uh, um, a little bit of dankness to it just that it feels it you know it's got that kind of clean not quite crisp sort of nature to it. it's a little heavier it's a slight bit kind of danker but it's very very easy to knock back you know just a touch of bitterness kind of towards the end I and mean, it's 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 got maybe a little bit sort of more of an amber uh, um, flavor or flavoring coloring to it uh than sort of a you know a standard sort of lager but not a big nose very light on the nose and again didn't didn't hit me when i kind of cracked the can as expecting this sort of slightly more dank kind of uh nose to it which it doesn't have but that does come through in the flavor so it's very easy nice and carbonated pushing that sort of a little bit more of a bitterness to it which creeps in and then sits sort of towards the end um but it's very very easy uh it's it's you know again it's only a five ish percent 5.1 percent um it's it's one where this is an absolute afternoon kind of like banger you know you'd sit there and just nail a few of these and (laughs) you know go from talking about nailing um Alcohol free beers to just sitting there for an <laughs> afternoon with sort of four or five, uh, five percent hellers. And this, this would sit, you know, very, very well for, um, just, just for a whole afternoon sort of session. You could just roll off of this and not worry about kind of drinking anything else. So, um, it reminds me a little bit, although it's a more of a pilsner, it reminds me a little bit mm. of the, um, I can't remember what it's called the right rich and Backen, whatever the one that the they do in Aldi the pilsner they do in Aldi which I absolutely love in the summer um mm, perfect yeah. summer beer it's very very similar uh, it just has that bit more of a depth to it bit more of a bitterness to it a little bit more of a dankness to it than a, than than that it's, it's it's close it's very close
1: mm, nice um Rhinebacker.
0: Rhinebacker, yes. Mm -mm. I haven't had one of those for ages. Mm. Probably because it's, you know, just drink it in the summer more than anything else. £2.50 for a four pack. Can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's move on and enjoy these beers and start uh, uh, talking about uh, video games. Uh, Tom, you've joined us this week. We've got, uh, got you on to... Have a little chat about your latest project, Uh, um, but we're going to feature that in the next episode. Um, But uh, uh, um, to sort of intro it and and to get into sort of the conversation, you've launched a kind of a beer video game podcast uh, um, where you sit down with someone and uh, have a little chat about three games and three beers that they kind of want to want to talk about. We'll delve more into it uh, a little bit later, but. To kick us off, what have you been playing, and as part of this, has the podcast and these conversations that you've been having influenced what you've been playing?
3: Oh, 100%. I mean, <clears throat> what's, been, what's been so great about the podcast is just listening to people talk with such passion about these games they love, mm. like how can you not then want to go and try and find those games to play? Um, so, you know, these conversations I had with people started last year, um, obviously there's been quite a massive delay in the actual mm-hmm. release of it, but after having those initial conversations with, with people last year, I just couldn't help myself but go and find <laughs> as many of those games that yeah. I could and play them. I mean, it didn't what? help that some of them were absolutely massive games like, you know, mm. Horizon Zero Dawn mm. or Red Dead Redemption, you know, it's not something you're just going to, Quickly uh, jump on, get a feel for it, and uh, and leave. So, um, you know, there were there were some games that were were huge, I and mean, then there was there was some smaller games. Um, you know, one that I've just recently played, for example, Celeste. Um, got, yeah. nice. got a shout out, and um, just absolutely blown away by it. And you know, it's, it's it's that kind of the annoyance of like, why is it taking me so long to find this game or play it? And yeah. then it's great to have have these conversations on the podcast and that's that's how i'm finding out about them and and then being able to play them so it's you know i i started this podcast so that i could kind of have beer as a hobby again and get back into gaming Mm. and this is exactly what it's done so you know if everyone wants to listen to that as part of the journey then it's even better
0: yeah nice yeah just for all of our listeners um what's the podcast called
3: it's called game over beer
0: uh, available everywhere. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I assume it's available everywhere that you can get podcasts. Oh,
3: sorry. Yep, yep. Available everywhere. Um, seems uh, seems most popular on Spotify at the moment. But you know, if anyone in Apple wants to jump on and listen as well. But yeah, it's. Um, it, uh, I mentioned before. You know, it's it's the weird weirdest thing is having to stop yourself trying to look at how many people are. Are listening yeah. and you know how yeah. many countries as well you know just like i don't know anyone in brazil i don't know anyone in japan <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been really fun <laughs> nice. to see um see people listening to it and and some of the lovely comments as well
0: good good and again it just it just broadens i, I think again why we started this podcast was because beer and games go very very well together um, and there is a much larger uh, kind of uh, you know audience out there for this um kind of show so it's great to have someone else in that space as well and whilst it's it's a little bit different you know we're kind of weekly and i know you're sort of doing seasons uh in that's instead right. so having sort of was it about eight episodes that are going to be coming out sort of as a, as a first run
3: yep that's right yeah so generally it'll be eight eight people per season um generally taking a break during the festival season mm-hmm. when I'm most right. busiest uh so it, it just seemed to work out better to do a season just to fit around you know my busy schedule as it is and you know we've mentioned in the last one I've got a well, now two and a half year old yep. daughter so you know to, to try and commit to to mm-hmm. weekly uh I mean yeah like hands up to you guys who who do it mm-hmm. I just I know I would not have the time to do that so yeah, eight for the first season, and then we'll see. Season two might be bigger, but mm. generally sticking to to that for now. Yeah, good,
0: good. Um, love- uh, apart from Celeste, have there been any kind of other standouts that you've uh, been recommended through uh, these kind of conversations? Or are they just uh, all bangers? Some...
3: <laughs> I mean, there's there's some I've I've never heard of before, which is amazing. You know, that's that's what that gets you to look and research and yeah. want to play them some of them i won't ever be able to play because they're on really old systems um but then there's there's some that have it, the, the joy of some of the discussions is when people pick a game that you really loved when you were younger and you both get to geek out and, and chat about it and then yeah going back and playing it um so in the last episode for example with uh kimberly owen who's um also known as the Craft Beer, pin, craft beer pinup up um, we talked about Altered Beast. Um, mm. And obviously cool. you can play that on, you can wow. play on Nintendo wow. Switch online. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, going back and, and, and playing that and then realising just how ridiculously is. hard that game is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, luckily on the Switch you can rewind. So if you need to, oh, if you die, excellent. you know, yeah. if you run out of lives, you can just kind of rewind a bit and play again, but... The second boss there was this part where there's just these circles flying at you oh
1: gosh yeah. i mean i
3: must have i must have rewound like 50 60 times just to <laughs> get past that boss so i came yeah. to the conclusion there's no way that i got past that level when i was a kid um, so you know it it it's great to have those com- conversations the nostalgia but then also the ability to go back and actually play the game and be like yeah, yeah this how did we play this
2: <laughs>
1: yep that is an oddity. Oh, uh, is there that yeah, I mean, altered beast? I forgot oh.
2: all about that era of games. It's funny how, like, you think about games like of your youth, and I was thinking about games like I've gone back to and or and loved, or like FF Seven is always going to be one of my top games. But if you want to talk mm. about games I've sunk unbelievable hours into, <laughs> it's going to be some shitty NES game and some shitty oh, Genesis mm. game because that's what I had.
0: Yep.
1: The crash test dummy video game on uh, Sega Master System, dozens of hours.
0: Or just like something like Afterburner, which, no oh, yeah, you, just, you know, you're dead, you're dead, you got to start again. You're like, cool. There's no save states here, and it's fucking hard. you just like, oh, it was like an eight year old. What's going on? <laughs> it's just things coming towards you. Yeah, it's a completely different. Uh, yeah. um, kind of era for that sort of stuff and it, again stuff that's kind of almost been replicated now when we talk about things like Returnal and uh, Vampire Survivors you know there are these okay. smaller games which give you a similarish kind of experience you know frantic uh, kind of games where it's, it's just building and building and building and getting harder and harder and harder but it almost evokes that not quite nostalgia but that feeling of when you were a kid like This is far too fucking much. I don't know what I I did. I can't
2: believe believe I've never thought about how roguelikes are really just millennials who grew up with shit games they had to get good at (laughs) by just bashing their heads at. Like, the whole genre is just like, yeah, at one point, someone beat Battletoads, except to make (laughs) it a reasonable game, the get-good is part of the mechanics. Like, I'll make it progressively easier by giving you skills, which are in the back of the day was memorized this exact pattern and now it's you hit a slightly harder <laughs> but yeah I, I don't think people would have come up with or embraced that genre nearly as much if they weren't used to bashing their head against games when, that, when, that, when yeah. they were kids
1: yeah yeah it, yeah but then you become an adult and it's like i don't want to do this again <laughs> <laughs> I've lived through this torture.
2: Also, yeah. back then you did it mostly because you owned that game yeah, and that shittier it. version of that game with different sprites that your aunt bought you. Yes. Right? <laughs> now you can go on Steam and pick up one of thousands of games yeah. that you happen to own because bundles were a big thing in the mid-2000s. Absolutely. This is relatable content, I know.
0: <laughs> but again, the, the conversation, Tom, you had with Kimberly about like Dizzy and you just play, yeah. it and you get to a point where, you're like, oh, I'm I'm 10. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, I, how how do I get past this? I don't know. B. Oh, fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: yeah, like, I should have okay, picked up like, some honey somewhere like now. at some
0: point. Like,
3: yeah, it's not like now where you just kind of go and Google. You know, yeah, YouTube videos yeah. come up. You know, there's hundreds to pick from, and you can go like, oh, okay, that's how I get past that. Or, you know, you need to collect all the coins or whatever in something you like. You can go onto a video and it will tell you exactly where they all are. Back then, mm. you're just like, I'm stuck on this level. If a friend can't come around and help, <laughs> you know, I think, I think Kimberly mentioned, you know, wishing that Game Masters was, uh, you know, that, 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 game would go on there so you could see how you get past the level or something like that. But, you know, that, there's, there's no other way you'd, you'd, you'd find out. I mean, I know some of them had hot, uh, hotlines to phone up, didn't they? And I think, oh, like, yeah. obviously Nintendo had a massive thing about that. It's just like it's just crazy now to think that <laughs> that was the only way. Yeah, completely. But
0: there were also um, I don't know when this was introduced, but I always remember with some like gaming magazines, you'd get a uh, like a walkthrough for just a game, which was kind of included yeah. as just this little card addition to the magazine, and it was just like, oh, it's just this game this month. I don't have that game, so this this bit's absolutely meaningless to me. Chuck it yeah. away. And then three months later, you're like, I've now got this game, and it's very, very hard. Where <laughs> is that thing that I threw away three months ago?
2: I t- also, just the idea that they could survive, and, like, people did subscribe to these, like, you bought the 12 issues, and you'd be lucky if one of them was a game you bumped into. <laughs> yeah. But you... St- how was that possibly a smart business model, and yet information was so shit when we were young? Oh god, I feel so old. Beck, <laughs> I grew up, uh, I started playing video games before the internet, and we had to walk uphill both ways to the Game and former factory to look in the garbage for the back issues to find out that Battletoads is just a shit game.
1: <laughs> I like this character. <laughs> yeah, character. It's almost as good as Barry White. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a different time. It was. I, 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 I do, you know, miss those times sometimes. Just when you don't have to go on like a social media blackout to be able to enjoy a game and not get spoiled on it, you know, and figure things out for yourself. And I, I think that's you know. One sometimes a blessing and a curse. Like when you get like early, review copies of things. Mm-hmm. When it's like, oh okay, I've <laughs> I don't want to go back to the developer and ask for help because that's you know <laughs> I, I I have humility, I have shame, um, and yeah, you are just like okay, I need to figure this out and unless it's a bug. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then it, when you actually do figure it out, it's like yeah, it's like. It's, this is what it used to be like, like you know. You just bash your head against something until you figure out the answer. And I think that's why I love like point-and-click games and like how you know go back to them or play new ones and try and you know not look up solutions or anything like that. It's just so satisfying when you learn to yeah put the you know gerbil in the microwave or whatever, whatever stupid solution. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I do remember an email when we got a code for a game, I can't remember which game it was, but uh, one of the parts of the email basically said, if you get stuck, give us a shout. They clearly knew that it was just pretty difficult and that everyone would just be like, I've got no idea, how do I do this? And zero walkthroughs available for anyone reviewing (laughs) it with an early code to go to. Um, The
1: the people I have massive respect for are the people who uh, played The Witness and completely before, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that game was out, and I was just like, I've probably really gone literally insane.
0: It's it's it one of the um, uh, to kind of bring it back to the to, to, to the podcast, Tom. Um, I remember when we were chatting um, that you know you you kind of start off saying how hard is it to pick three games, and since mm-hmm. we had our chat. I've been like, I should have talked about this game. I should have spoken about this game. Oh no, this this yeah. is the game that I should have talked about. Like, can't they, like there's thousands of games there's that 10, I would just yeah. sit there for like 20 minutes and just mm. chat about constantly. I'm just like, ah, oh, missed opportunity to just tell everyone about The Witness or you know that kind of thing. Mm.
1: What Ben is saying is that he wants to come back on. Oh, wait, we, we, we <laughs> yeah. just do a whole season of just me
0: talking about games. That's yeah. fine. <laughs>
3: I mean that's that's where I'm I'm worried when someone turns it around and says right, you pick three games, you pick three beers.
2: You Wait, you how- haven't done this? <laughs> I assume that was the Patreon bonus episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll organize it. We'll organize it, and we'll we'll flip it the other way, and have a have, have a few people on and grill you. Um, you know, every you you've got to pick, and that's it. You've got eight episodes. You've got to pick eight games and eight beers, and just do like a little fifteen minute segment with each person on uh on all of those easy <laughs> yeah. easy to that's pick eight good, games yeah. that's <laughs> massive that's loads of games to talk about um nice nice uh we will move on uh because uh, i know we've got lots of um sort of bits to talk about um this evening at all you're shaking your head you've got loads to Am talk I? about what you what you well you you look like you were maybe you weren't yeah, uh, um <laughs> Maybe I'm just covered in beer and I don't know what's going on anymore. Adol, tell us part of the game that you want to chat about.
2: Sure. Uh, so last couple of weeks, you guys had talked about Vampire Survivor. And it reminded me of the way people talked about Loop Hero last year. Mm. And I played both. I won't bother people with more Vampire Survivor talk except to say, yes, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. um, the reason why he thought about it was because it... When you first talk about both games, it, they sound like idle games, but they're mm-hmm. idle games that you have to pay attention to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Vampire Survivor, it seems like an iteration on that, because you literally, all you, it, you're idle in the sense of you don't have to do much except move yeah, your character. The thumbs are idle. Um, yeah, uh, and in Loop Hero, you don't do the fighting. Your guy just walks around the randomly generated path and bumps into monsters mm-hmm. and auto-fights them. But then the monsters drop things like weapon loot for you to like upgrade, but also uh, tiles that you can upgrade the map with. And after a certain amount of tiles placed, the bo- basically you, every your loop starts at a campfire, and you get like uh, a, a hit of health every time you loop, and you level up, and all the monsters level up. Right. Um, and then once you've put enough tiles on the board, the boss appears on the campfire. And you can kind of control that base once you realize you've played it enough that, oh, right, so now I'm ready to fight the boss or I want to loop a couple more times. Everything scales, but maybe I just like I know I'll probably gain more health because I'm now at a position where my my battles are netting me health. I don't wanna fight the boss until I get a buffer or whatever. But that's it. And then you have a base camp that you roguelite upgrade to get more stuff. But it's the same it it's it's the same sort of um have to get lucky with your build like there's different ways there's different characters you can play in Lupiro you start out as a warrior then you can unlock a rogue then a necromancer uh, and they have different play styles you can also pick the I call them tiles but I guess they're technically a deck of cards you can pick well, you unlock cards, you can only have a maximum of 12 cards, but you can pick which ones the deck will be comprised of as you unlock more. Okay. So you can be like, ah, I'll take out the cemeteries. They're not that great. But then you might upgrade a, a perk that says you get an extra resource every time you walk through cemeteries. So you put it back in the deck, stuff like that. But it's just really fun. First time I met the boss, I just got wiped. Then I re- uh and it was little things like you don't notice, but like, Every free space around the campfire turns into a buff spot for the Lich King, basically. So then, once you realize that, you're like, "Oh, if I what happens if I build stuff around the campfire? Mm. He can't replace in those things." And so the next the next time I fought the vampire uh, the Lich, I he had no buffs, so he just had a health pool, but he wasn't hitting for god knows how much damage. So it's like, ah, okay, I can beat you. So then it's like okay, so it, before I lay tile, like the last few tiles I lay, have to at least make sure I'm not get like I'm not giving him some space, and also learning that like usually because you can get things that like health regen over time, you have to plan out like actually spacing out your the tiles that generate monsters is probably a better strat at least in the early game, because if you put them too close together, you do too many fights in tandem, and then you won't. Even if there's nothing for the rest of the map, you're just not generating that much health. stuff like that. So just a, it's a fun little, like, if you like Vampire Survivor, it's it's a different way of scratching a similar Mm. itch of, like, sort of simple gameplay, but the whole point is how you approach your inevitable repetitions. Mm -hmm. Um, In this case, it's not about the navigating. It's everything but the navigating. The navigating, like, in Vampire Survivor, you just move. And you pick which weapons you get, and all you have to do is not move into the space where an enemy hits you, mm-hmm. right? In this, it's like, well, the moving is all on autopilot, right? Um, and what you're doing is you're picking how the world will get worse. So you're, it's, it'd be like if you picked what kind of enemies spawned in Vampire Survivor. So like, so like in Vampire Survivor, if you have like garlic, it makes an aura, and basically bats are so low level that even without upgrading garlic. They'll just die. So you can just run full tilt at at the bats, and they'll all die, right? It's so it would be the mm-hmm. idea of being able to choose to own, spawn a lot more bats continuously. That's what sort of Luke right. Hero's idea is, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, I want to get to it because it was free on Epic Games so, it? which I assume is where you're playing it, or well, you might have sorry? already bought it. A deal? Did, did you? Did you, get you Oh no, I bought Steam? it
2: a while ago. Let's well, say about a year ago when it was in the Zeitgeist. It. Yeah. It's and it's taken a year to get there and now it's free everywhere.
0: <laughs> it was one of, those, you know, the usual. Yeah, one of yeah. those games that was kind of included in like game of the year discussions as well with, with, yeah. with some outlets. Um is it is it that kind of compelling?
2: Um I would say last year had a slow start. Mm. I mean a couple of my top ten games, episode two ninety seven for those who are keeping track might not have been 297 um but uh were from early in the year like we had like a really great so there was like a handful of really interesting cool especially in the indie space games mm. I and mean, then by the end of the year i think the devil and triple a caught up which is why some like i think loop Hero was really talked about and a lot of people were playing it but it was very much one of those like spiky animal crossing like oh this is the zeitgeist game we're all going to talk about this but then i don't know how many people were playing it by the end so i think that's why i didn't make lists even if it was made people might have liked it more just Mm -hmm. because it's easy to lose track of games currently but yeah at the time people were like holy crap and it's because it's really innovative and like i said i I think the key is they're like hey idle games people like those what if we made it more interesting so you had to keep playing it (laughs) Right, because it, hey, it definitely, like, so one of the things is what's nice about it is, like, you can pick different states it'll auto-pause in.
1: Okay. So one
2: thing I didn't know is that every time you hit the campfire, you can leave with all your resources. If you leave outside of the campfire, you take 60% of your resources, and the whole point is to upgrade your camp so you do better runs, so you unlock later acts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you die, you get 30%, none of your resources, and if you leave within a fight, it's 30% of resources, But I I was just clearing 60 because I'm like, oh, I'm almost dead. I should leave. And then I found out just from the internet that if you leave on the campfire tile, you have a chance to retreat and keep everything. And if you aren't on auto loop, you can do that right before the boss battle. So even that entrance to that tile allows it. But there's there's an option in the options that says pause whenever you hit the campfire. So pause at the end of every loop. So then you can be like... Ah, you know what or like oh i'm supposed to be working i'll just jump away now (laughs) um but there's also things like leave at the end end of each fight so that you can if you are trying to more actively like actively not actively play place your cards as soon as possible instead of staring at the game and watching the fight animations you can you can if you aren't like wanting to play the game play play you could just set up these pause states do a few things, leave it in the background, and not worry that nothing is happening for half an hour. Right. Come back and you'll have you'll be at a state in which you need to interact, which is why I think it... That's why I say it has the bones of an idle game because you can play it that way, but I think almost no one did because it's quite entertaining. But the worst part is waiting for fights to go, waiting to watch your guy get to the next spot. You can only fast-forward at four times speed, and I've played like only a few hours of the game and already i'm like oh if only there was like an 18 time speed <laughs> because yeah. i want to play it like a game but it's designed like an idle
1: game yeah that was one of the negatives that i heard about the game where it's like it starts off great but, you know people fall off after a little while you know it isn't like something like i don't know a hades where you're compelled to finish it or anything like that it's all-
2: yeah i think it's just it's just a game that's an idle game that needs mm. maintenance, and I if you can figure out the balance of how often you like touching it, rather than trying to make it an action game in your head, mm. that's where you're going to get a lot of longevity okay. for it.
1: Yeah, makes sense. It also has
2: low resource, so like I literally like left it oh, overnight mm-hmm. by like not by accident on purpose because it's like ah I'm in the middle of the run, whatever. My phone, yeah. my computer can go to sleep. I can come back tomorrow and finish the run. And I think that's how they designed it. Just, just like I said, looking at the bones of it,
0: it it's a, it sits in this weird space, doesn't it, of, of kind of like in between an active and an idle game, which I, I, seems like a, a a space prime for more experiences to kind of be developed. In, you know, as, as kind of companies try and find that model that sort of sits somewhere in the mobile space, but maybe appeals to uh, a kind of a more active gamer sort of side. And it's, you know, some of these uh, idle games get absolutely nuts numbers of kind of people playing them. I suppose companies trying to tap in a little bit to that market almost, but still be slightly active, but mostly yes. idle, but. Kind of. Convince the
2: the active, the non-idle game players that there's a game, but also try and be like, hey, idle players
1: still playing universal paper Groups. <laughs> I need to get
0: that <laughs> Good, good. Um,
1: Let me just leave it running. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You could just you could just leave it running.
0: So, it, is, is Loop Hero a game you can just leave? You can set up all of these uh, um, sort of pause states, or, or not set them up, and the game will just go and go and go and go and yeah.
2: go. Yeah. I mean, so, like, uh, you you can have it so it pauses as soon as it loses focus if you're, like, in an intense period and want to, like, manhandle the game. Mm. Or you can set it to pause whenever you touch an item. So, as soon as you hover over an item, like, as in to upgrade, the, a fight will stop, you'll stop running. So, you're not actually, like, you know, you're being efficient as far as the next time I hit, I'll hit with the new item and equipped. Because as soon as I went to the item section, it paused. Like I said, my sweet spot is like making sure I pause on um on the campfire at the uh-huh. end of each loop. Uh and I'm actually okay at least right now and where I'm at in the game. Yeah, I could like pause after each fight and lay each tile right away, but some of these are like it adds 2 2 HP um it's not going to really affect things too much. Like, sure, I get four tiles and ideally or cards and I might want to lay them out if I want to be efficient. But right now, like, I don't care if I'm a little late. Um, So I'm fine with sort of leaving, letting the game run through, at least in the um, part when I'm on a loop where I'm not struggling against the Mm -hmm. enemies, just like alt-tabbing away, letting it finish the loop and then find out what I got out of it. And if I'm on a loop where that's, it's more intense, I can always just fl- hit options, hit a flag, pause after every battle, and then still alt-tab away. I'm just not going to come back to an end of a loop. I'm going to come back to the end of a battle. Yeah, That's why I think like the ma- the mindset of I'm not trying to play this efficiently time-wise is probably the best way to approach this type of game. Because then you're just like, oh, I've got a moment. Let me just poke at the game for a bit and leave and not worry about... like. When is this? When is in real time? Am I going to be finished this run? Because it could be a couple days if I get mm. busy slash focus on work, and that should be okay. And I think that's that's what I'm finding. Uh, I'm enjoying it as. Although again, I'm also not working as much because I'm paying too much attention to the idle game. So you know, grain of salt.
0: <laughs> nice nice uh, interesting interesting. I don't, I'm not sure I need any more experiences like that at the moment to distract me from work so I'm going to steer very clear of that <laughs> at the moment um, one thing I'm not steering clear of uh, one thing I have absolutely loved for the last week is Ollie Ollie World hmm. oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're still
0: playing it according to Discord. yes Discord thinks I'm still playing it the Playstation's on, the game's suspended the wife's using it it just Discord doesn't know. Doesn't now there's integration between oh, yeah, PlayStation can, and Discord, so you can see what in, you're playing yeah. on there. Useful. Um but I, I I really enjoyed it. I finished the um kind of like the main run of levels, the, the, the sort of the campaign ish kind of thing today. Um and uh, just it's it's such a good game. Um It's a little bit different in terms of its tone and its aesthetic from the previous Oli Oli games. Uh, um, It's taken it up to sort of this um, not quite 2.5D, not quite 3D. There is a little bit of of shifting between sort of planes and things. But it's got this like cool, cartoony, almost adventure time kind of aesthetic to it. Um, The music's lovely. It's got this lovely lo-fi, really jazzy kind of lo-fi soundtrack to it as well, which helps because Oli Oli World is very intense at times, um, especially in the later levels as you're moving around this kind of um, very set path uh, around this world to, to do all of these different kinds of levels. Um, and the lo-fi soundtrack just helps, just just eases you that that little bit. But it's one of those games where you can kind of... Do a run. So you get into a level and you, you hit around on your skateboard, doing all of your tricks, trying to get combos as high a kind of, uh, um, score as possible and things, doing jumps, doing grinds on this. It's not like, uh, it's not on rails, but it, as with the previous Oli Oli games, there is a set kind of path to take. And there's a few little offshoots and loops and different things that you can kind of do in this. But what I really appreciate about the game is that you don't have to get a specific score to move on to the next stage so each stage is like hey run this stage try as you know do as best as you can there's the potential for you to beat these three these three characters that live in the world have set these three different scores try and beat them there's uh, one of the characters who accompanies you around the world Mike who sets you Different challenges, and the different challenges might be, you know, get a fifteen times combo, or knock over ten seagulls as you're going through the the, the the sort of the the stage. You don't need to do those. You just got to finish it, and then you can move on to the next one. Which hmm. when you get to the last area of the world, is really appreciated. Because it's very fucking hard. And all of these, yeah. all of these characters have set like, get 300,000 points in this stage and you finish with like 40,000. Like, nope. I'm moving on to the next stage. I'm, uh, this was really fucking hard. It took me 10 minutes just to get through it without crashing and having to restart. Um, so it's, it's really approachable in that kind of way. Uh, really easy to kind of onboard you gives you loads of tutorials as well about the different techniques the different kinds of tricks that you can do but it's it would be so hard to master it's one of those games that you could just sit and play and play and play and play and play and and still just be mediocre at uh, and and kind of just have to be like right this is this is just my skill level at this kind of game Uh, and, and i think you kind of Get through to the end. You, you play sort of the, you know, play through all of the levels, uh, play through the little story that they have accompanying that. And then you can just go back and play any level you like. There's other bits as well. There's a little league that you can kind of play where you're, uh, competing against other players. Um, and it changes, I think, to a new stage every 24 hours. So, and you can accumulate a score, uh, kind of like through that as well. There's loads of mastery things to do. There's loads of, uh, um, different tricks that you can try. That I just there's so many tricks that I just haven't done all of them. As I, I don't think they're I'm even close to doing kind of the like pro level tricks where you kind of have to. If you want to do a jump, pull down on the left stick, and then if you just just to hit down, it will ollie. If you hit right, it will uh, heel flip. If you hit left, it will kick flip. If you hit down and round then it will do like a 540 kickflip or something like that and then then you can hit the shoulder buttons to rotate you hold on one of them to grind there's loads of things you can you can grab the board as well if you hit the right stick there's loads of stuff that you can kind of do but there's one where you go down roll up all the way around and then back all the way around again and i've just the amount of attempts i've tried to sort of like yeah but the jump's not big enough for me to get there, and I just go kind of plomp and smash into the ground as I'm sort of trying to do things or so hold a grab for just that little bit too long, and the character just like ragdolls onto the ground, um, kind of in front. I'm like, this is good. Hit, restart, instantly hit, restart. Yes, go, go again, and just be able to sort of roll back through it. Like, it's such a chill experience, but just gives you that little bit of intensity kind of every now and again um especially in the later sort of stages you could just enjoy the early stages never go through to those later stages You're just go no i'm just going to play these ones over and over and over again because i you know could get really good at this like one stage i know where all the grind rails are i know where all of the the, the jumps are and it's just it's kind of like yeah this is like a little happy place for me to sort of sit and just be like yeah oh, i can just roll on this game Forever, <laughs> never play anything else. Incredibly active, I mean, a- and just, just sit there and think, I'm gonna, ma-, you know, I am gonna master this game. Talking about games when you only had one, and that's just the game you kind of had to play. You could easily just sit there with this, and this be yeah. kind of like your one game, at least for you know, if you don't want to get into the big games coming out in kind of February, uh, March. This could easily be a game that you just sit with with a- for a couple of months, just get really good at. Or not even get good at it. Just enjoy it for kind of however high your skill can kind of uh, can kind of take you. Um, yeah,
1: I couldn't get into Oli games because my affliction where I can't think of any other control system other than Tony Hawk. If <laughs> if, if triangle is not grind then in the bin. Oh,
0: well, the the game feels like. Would be not necessarily incredibly accessible, but I'd be surprised if you can't remap buttons sure, sure. And, and things on it. Even though it that is quite work. like it does feel like it's quite set in its way. You know, you press, uh, you are using the left stick to do a lot of stuff. It's it's all the jumps. You know, hitting a different direction will do a different style of jump. But then just holding it after you've gone off a of ramp will okay. then just connect you to a grind rail. So you can kind of jump off and just press down. And as soon as you come to it, you know, you jump to the grind rail, it will automatically hit you on it and you will grind along it. There's also things where you can do like perfect grinds and perfect lands where just before you hit the grind rail, if that's when you press on the left stick, it will pick up and give you more points because you've perfect you know you've done a perfect hit on the grind or tap X just as you're about to land and you'd have done a perfect uh landing sort of thing or or hit into a manual or something like that you know trying to tie those kinds of tricks together so it kind of it it it's very easy to kind of just be able to play as I say but really hard to go right the 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 one of the things that I need to do here is do it in one combo. So I've got to hit the whole level in one combo, which can be really hard because as you're mangling, you lose momentum. As you grind, you lose momentum. So suddenly you've got a bigger jump. Like I'm never getting over like there's something I've got to be doing to kind of get over this. And it almost hits that like little bit of a puzzle itch for me as well. It's like, this is, this is a set, you know, this is the track. How can I best achieve a score through that, you know, and getting one combo through the entirety will always get you the highest score. Um, well, not the highest, depends on what you kind of do through that. And it's it, it sort of, again, going into that like online league, um, kind of element to it. It's been really good because you can watch the replays of people that have got higher scores than you. And I'm the like, yes, yes, <laughs> older people who get like, I've got 50,000 points and they've got 250,000 points. And I'm like, how did you do that? And I'm like, oh, because you're just jumping and doing tricks all the time. And I'm like, oh no, I'll just manual for this bit. And they've done like three different jumps during the same thing. I'm like, cool, that's how you're meant to play the game. Okay, I get it now. Very
3: humbling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've I've definitely I've definitely been playing some kind of rip off of this um, <laughs> on a PlayStation called uh, Pumped BMX. Have you oh yeah, that? Oh, no.
1: I've heard of that. No.
3: it's it's exact same kind of thing in terms of like saying you've got certain combos to do. So like there'll be a rail and it'll tell you you need to do a hill flip fifty-fifty nose manual. And you know that that part is the only place where there's a, a rail. So you're like, okay, it's telling me I have to do it here. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, like you do it every time you fall, you're like, right, restart, do it again, restart. And then exact same thing with that momentum. Um, you know, as you say, there's a massive gap. You're like, right, I, I keep doing a trick and I can't get there. And then you realize you have to do like a front flip because you get the momentum of the, of the flip forward. And then like, as you're saying with the controls, like you might move the left analog up and it does a move called Superman, which then like thrusts (laughs) the bike forward again. And it's all that combination of just trying Hmm. to, you you can only complete a combination if you get to the end of the level as well. Right. So it's not like once you've done it, it's it's done. You have to make it to the end. So sometimes there's these massive, like there's just a height you have to get to. So you do the trick, which is hard enough. And then suddenly you've got to get to this, this peak and you can just see the, the finishing line at the end. You're like, nope, never going to, never going to get there. <laughs> so, um, th- this game sounds like ticks all the boxes. I was saying like adventure time, like tick, mm-hmm. lo-fi. Yeah. And then uh-huh. this element, I mean, I was playing a p- pumped up, uh, pumped BMX for a very long time, just trying to hit those high schools and, uh, get those moves in.
0: Yeah, it's a lovely little, um, like, uh, so, like, as, as we talked about years ago, now, like a sidecar game, almost, where you're going to be playing maybe mm. one of these sort of bigger releases, you know, whether it's Dying Light 2, whether it's going to be Horizon, pretty much. Oli Oli World will sit perfectly alongside those other games. Like, I want to play something else. Cool, I could just jump into this. I can play it for five minutes. I could play it for 50 minutes. I could play it for five hours. You know, it, it's kind of one of those games where you can just really get into or just allow yourself to just experience a little bit of it and, and, and just play, just a touch, just to have something else, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very easy onboarded experience to kind of have. Good, good. Uh, Lucy, I, I know you've got a, a, a game to chat about, but is it something maybe we can save for next week?
1: Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Because I want to dig into it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, anything, so. good. We will get into that. What
0: is it you're playing?
1: Uh, Please touch the artwork, mm. which is a Zen abstract puzzle game. Nice. It's very relaxing, so it's easy to fall asleep <laughs> playing it in bed. So,
0: has, so, yeah, has that been most of your experience with it so far? Yes.
1: <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Um, well,
0: then we will talk about. That in our next games episode, um, which will be here next week, but episode three hundred and five for those of you listening. Um, let's have a little bit of a roundup of the beers that we have uh, drunk. Have we all enjoyed our beers? Tom will come back to you first. Obviously, having the uh, the alcohol free uh, uh, crunch. Did you enjoy it when you got to the sort of the end of it? Did it did it fly back as you expect alcohol free beers to do?
3: It was really weird because I as I was drinking it and obviously we're, we're chatting away I'm, I'm still drinking it as mm. if it's mm. the normal stout mm. which you, I don't find I do a lot with a lot of alcohol free beers so it, was, it it felt like I was just drinking a normal beer and that's you know a lot of people that's what you want so for me it was very satisfying to just finish it there and be like oh uh, I've, I've just finished it as opposed to thinking I'm going to down it like because I'm thirsty or something but yeah I, I really enjoyed it and as I say, the, those flavours Exactly the same as as the crunch with alcohol, and um, all the way to the end. Just yeah, good, really, really lovely.
0: Uh, Lucy, did you enjoy your beer?
1: Yeah, I I finished it a while ago. Probably you know three thirty mil can, but Mm. still that nice like nutty like hay like flavour just sitting on my palate still, and it's just yeah, it was really nice, really refreshing.
0: Good. I really enjoyed it. I think I've got
1: another one downstairs. So. Perfect.
0: I'll be good to sup on. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, Adil, how
2: about you? Oh, I really like this beer. It was thirst quenching. Uh, again, a Canadian sour in the sense of it's uh, doing what we found in the UK a couple years ago, where its tart tartiness isn't like blended with the flavors as much. Mm-hmm. Again, I think I said this last week of it, the like being spoiled by having people like vault city making these amazing things that just taste like the flavor um but this is uh, so refreshing so nice uh like very tart for but not in a way that squinches your face um yeah uh, i mean i'm almost always happy with the collective arts but i think they knocked yeah. out of the park with this one um yeah seek it out i i, I may have bought this in a suitcase. Across the ponds, but they are one of the. F- I mean, one of the reasons I picked this one up is because I thought uh, you often find them in mm. the UK, so it's quite possible that what that this is available here. And yeah, I've
1: definitely did. seen that cow. <laughs> so, you have,
2: yeah. Nice. <laughs> and look, there's a man with an umbrella.
1: Oh, very nice.
2: Do you know why? I don't. Know, maybe he is the one who's jamming up the mash
0: potentially with his umbrella. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I, I enjoyed this triple point brewing. Um, absolute hellers. Uh, it, it, it is more of a kind of like a kick back in the sun afternoon sort of beer. Very, very easy to drink. I absolutely smashed it back. Even though I got a little bit kind of down me, um, it, it went back really, really quickly. Um, nice level of bitterness, nice level of dankness to it. Uh, just a really easy beer to drink. So, they have been our beers, they have been our games that we've been playing this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. You can get us at Tanked Up Cast almost everywhere. I'm at Nova47. Lucy is. Juicy
1: Loose Night.
0: is. At The Omniarch. And Tom, if people want to get you,
1: how do they do that?
3: They can get me at, at Game Over Beer.
0: Perfect. And searching for Game Over Beer on their podcast service of choice as well to find a couple of episodes up uh, now. So that's been our first episode for this week. Um, we'll catch you all very soon. Bye. Ciao.
1: Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Www.outoflives.net.